We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. I'm your host, Alex Golden, and joining me is the talent evaluator himself, Michael J. Fachi. Fachi, what is going on, brother? Hey, I mean, look, there's some talent talent out there, but there's also a couple guys that might need to take a seat for a bit. Um, (laughs) It's not been great lately, but you know the show goes on. It doesn't matter how many L's are coming our way. We're going to keep having episodes coming your way. Yeah, there's more L's than fa la 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 in that song. So got a lot of got a lot of L's in there, Fachi. But let's go ahead and do our stock up, stock down podcast. Now we were doing this a little bit more faithfully towards the beginning of the year and kind of went away from it. And I think it's always one that we enjoy doing because it gives us a nice opportunity to just look at the roster as a whole and kind of see where we're at. So let's go ahead and let's start with. Tyrese Halliburton. Let's change it up a little bit here. We're going to go in order of the jersey number. So number zero, Tyrese Halliburton. Stock up or stock down? You know, I'm definitely not going to say stock down. So I'll say the (laughs) stocks remain the same slash up because he is back from his injury. Now, broke, broke it down a little bit. Not maybe vintage Tyrese in 2023. So January to now, he's averaging 17 points, 10 assists on 46% shooting and 35% from three. Good numbers. You could like them, but before they were a little bit higher, about three points per game more. The percentages were a a tad bit higher, but he's very much our all-star. And this team, a bit painful to watch without him. So I'd say uh, a a thumbs up because he's healthy. Yeah, I'm going to say stock up only because he made the all-star game. And, you know, for him to do that, that's pretty big. You don't want to knock a guy when he's down. And obviously you saw how bad this team was without him. So. 
even when he came back, like they've been in some games here, like the Lakers game when his first game back, he played really well. They won their next game against the Kings. And then they had a tough matchup against Cleveland. I don't think he played ultimately great in that one. Miami was a tough game for him as well, but he's shown that he is the engine that makes this car run for the Pacers. And so I'm going to give him a stock up here. Now, this one, I, I think if we're looking at basically from the beginning of the year to now, Benedict Mather, double zero Fachi. Let me just go ahead and take this one for you. I think it's got to be stock up. I mean, what he did when Tyrese was out in January was phenomenal. I mean, he got the starting, got to play more, and he ended up, I think, like for five games, they're averaged like 23 and a half points. Obviously, Tyrese came back. He had about three games where it was kind of questionable, like what his playing time was, that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, that flipped. And the last three games, since he only got 13 minutes against Heat, he's been averaging about 19 points a game. Not shooting the ball particularly well from three still. It's been a struggle, Fachi. But I think overall, you can see improvements from him on the court where maybe it's not showing up in the box score. But Quinn Buckner's pointed it out quite a bit. I think he's doing a really nice job of finding different ways to not just be a score. He's being a more of a team player. The defense uh, since the Miami game has been a lot better. I think that was the main reason why he didn't play much because his defense was pretty uh, lethargic against the Heat, and that's why he only played 13. But, yeah, I think overall, though, Matherin has impressed me a lot, and I think he's maturing as a player. The valid points there, definitely maturing, and we knew he needed to add more to his game than just being a scorer because – a lot of people in the NBA can score. How many of them can also play defense? Not that many. And I think I've yeah. been hard on him lately. It's a good thing you're asking me this question now compared <laughs> to about a week ago because we yeah. would have been stocked down because we were seeing him play 13 minutes against the Heat, 20 minutes against the Lakers. But the last three games, like you mentioned, in specific, 19.6 points per game on 48% shooting compared to over a three-game stretch or four-game stretch, Seven and a half points on 29% yeah. shooting. So feels like Carlisle's really trying to make a point with him defensively that, hey, you can't take any possessions off. And I do think it's going to pay off long-term. I'm still going stock up because look at this, Alex. He actually ranks fourth in the NBA in scoring amongst players playing below 30 minutes per game. Mm. What more could this guy do given what he's dealt? Yeah, I mean, I think the last third of this season – They've got to unleash Matherin. They have to. Um, I think my my friend sent me a text today and it was talking about like I think him and Halliburton have only played like seven hundred minutes together this season. Not enough. That's not nearly enough for where we're at. They need to be playing a lot more because those two are the future of your backcourt. Exactly. And I think I'm hoping when Pritchard said he talked to Carlisle about the future, that was one thing they talked about. I just not even saying you have to not start him, but like I think he should be starting a little bit more the last 10 games at least of the season. Like, just let us see what it looks like. I mean, my goodness. But uh, let's move on. Number two, recently on the podcast, you guys had a nice interview with him. Andrew Nimhart, stock up or stock down? Love Andrew. Thrilled that he Oh, no, this is not going to be great. But you know, I I can't say stock up. I agree. I can't. I would be lying to everybody. Look, over the last two months, it hasn't been vintage Nimhart. In 2023, He's averaging 7.7 points on 37% shooting and just 29% from three. That's a far cry from the 39% from three that he was shooting through December. So his shot attempts, they're they're down a decent amount, and he has not really been the same since Halliburton returned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still impressed with what we've seen this year. 
But for this time around, it, it's stock down compared to last time where it was stock up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to go from hitting a game winner against LeBron and, and, and keeping your stock that level. So he struggled, in, he struggled a lot in January, I won't lie. Yeah. Um, a lot of fans are frustrated that he still continues to get as many minutes as he does, especially over Benedict Matherin. But his defense has still been pretty good. I think that's where he's really been able to hang his hat. And while the scoring might not be there, the shot attempts might be there, the shooting might not be there, he really has done a good job on the defensive side of things. So I'm, I'm going to go stock down, though. I think it's fair to say that he struggled a lot and uh, to give him some stock down. And, you know, somebody that might be in the same boat, I don't know, but it's it's t- this is a guy that's tough to read right here and probably one of the harder ones for stock up, stock down. Chris Duarte, what are your thoughts on that? There was a, there was a small span recently where it was stock up, but right now, Coming off of George Hill taking his minutes. <laughs> I, I got to say that that's got to be almost rock bottom right now. I, I got to say thumbs down because he's only appeared in four games in February. Yeah. And he had a solid stretch in January where it looked like things were turning around. But with Halliburton's return, it's really cut into Duarte's minutes and his role. And now if, and I know it's only been one game, if George Hill is going to be logging any minutes it feels like it could be coming at the expense of Chris Duarte. And for that, you got to say thumbs down. Yeah, stock down for me, Vach, with Chris Duarte. Um, this is a tough one because he had a nice stretch there in January where he was playing a little bit more and he got a little bit more consistently going. But when you're getting DNP coaches' decisions after being healthy, it's just not a good sign. Um, I like Chris Duarte. I really do. I believed in him last year. I just don't know what his long-term future feels like here at the Pacers. It feels like there's a ticking, you know, a ticking time bomb on that for it to be over soon. So I'm going to say stock down as well, but, you know, maybe in uh, maybe in a month or so when we do this again, it'll be a stock up for him. So hoping he just gets more reps. Got a quick question for you, though. Yeah. He dyed his hair to be like, you know what? I got to get things going. I got to get out of this funk. It's a new look. Oh, man. I We didn't get to see him in the game against Utah. So I kind of hoped you'd maybe put out one, like the LeVar Ball, like thing where it's like, you know, Pacers record with Duarte's new hairstyle. When he plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. Oh, man. I, I will say this. I think he might have saw some old pictures of George Hill with the blonde hair and thought to himself, do I look that bad too? And said, let's just go incognito. Let's go all dark. You know, you got Tyrese Halliburton walking in with the John Cena shirt. You can't see me. So, um, oh, by the way, speaking of wrestling, remember when I asked you who that thumbnail of Kevin Pritchard looked like? Saw that. With some- Kurt Angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you it looks that. like Kurt in the face, the smile, and the. it's like Kurt Angle with hair. Yeah, yeah, I can see it a little bit. That's so. Jack Nicholson was somebody somebody else suggested to me. Uh, that is what I would say a little bit more, because it's not to say that there's like, like Pritchard's grin or whatever it was, but it was very Jack Nicholson-like. I think a combination of the both. So yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of Kurt Angle's face with Jack Nicholson's, you know, face as well. So, yeah. hey, KP, you know, Olympian right there, Olympic champion, WWE champion, greatest, one of the greatest actors probably of all time. I don't know where you rank him, but a lot of people probably rank him in there. So It's, it's not a bad uh, comparison to be in between those yeah, two. Yeah, not KP. If you're listening, KP, don't take a personal... We just said you look like a WWE wrestler and an actor. So with that being said, Fachi, let's keep it moving. Uh, Duarte, obviously, the hair, it's been it's been an interesting storyline. And that, to me, is how you know it's stocked down for the guy when that's his biggest storyline. Exactly. Story line. It's the only <laughs> real, like, update we have on Duarte. Change his hair color. Yes. You know, yes. that, that's it. 
All right, let's keep it moving here. Hometown hero George Hill, stock up or stock down? It's got to be stock up. Yeah, how can it be stock down? You know, he's back. And it's like, look, you went through a stat line a couple episodes ago. It was a whole bunch of zeros and a steal. Look, you're not going to write home and tell anyone about it, but he's back. And for that, automatic stock up. Yeah, it's a stock up. I think the fact that he said he wanted to be here, decided not to be waived to go join a contender and ride the bench. He decided to be here to be a leader and be a veteran for this team. To me, that just shows what a team player he is and what that's going to do for the, the team moving forward. I would love to see him on the roster next season as a vet as well, but not at the expense of, you know, not having somebody. But at the same time, it's like um, at least he'd be okay not getting minutes. Whereas if you had somebody like a Jalen Smith still on the roster, which he might still be, but I'm just saying if he's on the roster, he's going to hate sitting on the bench as like the 13th man. So that, if that if he's going to come back, it's got to be like a James Johnson type. Role. That's what I'm saying. That's that, what I'm that, saying. That, that's, that's all I got for you right now in terms yeah. of. Like, and an emergency not- point guard, because if you ever have an injury to McConnell or, or Halliburton, it's just nice to have an extra ball handler on the team, uh, especially when it's veteran. So uh, speaking of ball handlers, you talked about him being at the G League Showcase game or whatever that's going to be. What is it called? The G League what? The Rising Stars. The Rising Stars for the G League game? Okay. Yes. Treble and Queen, number eight for the Pacers. I can't say stock up. Uh, I don't know when we're going to see him again. Uh, I guess all I could say is, is stock down, unfortunately. But, man, that was someone, when you talk about a two-way contract, I really kind of thought that eventually – Trevor and Queen would be able to work his way into this rotation. And I, I know he's going to be representing in, in the G League game. Yeah. Uh, but, man, I mean, his last appearance was January 25th for the Pacers. He played four minutes. N- no statistics to, you know, write home about. Uh, it's got to be stocked down. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it's just kind of like he he really did not impress me when he played with the Pacers in that short stint. And maybe it was just nerves. Maybe it was just like – they were asking him to be a point guard, and I don't really think he plays point guard a whole ton with the G League. I think Gabe York plays point guard primarily, so maybe that's more so like – it's just weird because you see all these great G League stats, and then he comes to the NBA as like a backup guard, and it's just like a totally different game, totally different speed, and he's just not able to be as productive. So a lot of it's just trying to fit in, run sets, and do that kind of thing. So it's a tough spot to be in, but, yeah, I think you got to stay stocked down, but – uh, enough about Treble and Queen. Let's move over to somebody else now. Number nine, T.J. McConnell. Bocci. I'm I'm going to stock up. I think has the to be month of, the month of January really woke us up to just how good of a player T.J. McConnell is, and that every single team would want a T.J. McConnell. You're talking about Tyrese Halliburton goes down. So does just about the production of every other player on this team. Pretty much except for McConnell. Uh, yeah. In the month of January, average 12.5 points, 63% shooting, 64% from three, and seven assists per game. What did you say he was doing from three? Yeah, 64%. I, it's, it sounds like an error. It sounds like I must have my information wrong, but I don't. And then when you're even talking about Halliburton comes back, you're still getting pretty much the same type of McConnell. 10 points. Four assists on 54% shooting and 50% from three yeah. in the month of February. Yeah, he's still shooting the ball well, Flash. So I don't know how many threes he's taken, but I, I've seen him knock a few down. Yeah, it's not many, but he picks and chews wisely, which which you'll take over him just chucking them up. Hey, at least he's making them now at a, at a decent yeah. rate where you don't feel like we used to be like, oh, God, don't shoot. Now it's just like, okay, TJ, let's see what you got. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, Matherin, for crying out loud, he can't hit the brass out of a barn, it feels like, anymore from three. So right yeah. maybe he needs to work with Ginny Busick next season on his three-point shot, you know, like McConnell, because if she's able to pull that out of TJ, just imagine what she can do with Benedict. My goodness. But oh, yeah. I, I think it's got to be stock up as well. TJ's been awesome. And that's why, you know, the Pacers were even competitive in any of the games that Tyrese is out. Like, Nemhard struggled a lot. And, and, and TJ really stepped up. And unfortunately, it just didn't really amount to a lot of wins, but he did everything he could. He played his hardest, and I love that about him. And he's kind of that veteran leader on the team as well, probably more of an on-court veteran just because he's in the rotation consistently. But I love TJ McConnell. But are you ready to move on to the next one? I'm ready. All right. That's kind of a, another G League one here. Kendall Brown, number 10. I wish I could say thumbs up. Honestly, you and I were both ex- uh, stock up. You, <laughs> you keep saying thumbs up. I, I'm I, laughing. I know I did it a couple times. Look, <laughs> you and I were excited on draft night when the Pacers made the trade for Kendall Brown. But this is also, once again, someone that I thought, okay, come the second half of the year, you know, we really might not be in some of these games. We'll see Kendall Brown. Uh, Kendall Brown's only logged six appearances in the G League. So he hasn't even really been able to – you know, producer over there, he's been hurt. I, I think it's kind of been some rough luck. And and as it relates to, you know, the NBA, he's only made six appearances in the NBA. Yeah. So th- there's really not much to report on about what you could like about him other than his length. So I hope this is someone that gets to prove a little bit more in, in the back half of this season. But I, I don't know if we're really going to get to see anything out of him. Yeah, it should be like a stock incomplete more than anything. Yeah, exactly. Had that injury was out for a while. Um, I really hope we get to see him the last like 10 to 15 games of the season because he's one of those guys that it almost feels like a Cassius Stanley situation to me where you're kind of excited about his athleticism, but based on what they do in the draft and what decisions they make in the offseason, is he even going to be here next year? I mean, he's a two-way player, and that's kind of like how those guys are all viewed around the league. It's just like I know that they really – a lot of people really wanted Kendall to get a – a contract with the 15 man roster spot Felt close and, at one point. Well, they, it took them forever to sign him. Yeah. Remember it took like months until they finally got a contract done and it ended up being a two way deal. So I think that put a little bit of pressure on him too, to kind of like try to perform and he's done okay in the G league. He's had some really nice games and some games where he's kind of been absent. Yeah. So I, I got his G league stats up right now. And it's just on in the six appearances, he made six starts averaging 11.3 points per game. Six and a half rebounds, about two assists, 1.7 steals, which you got to like, but you know, 44% from the field, 35% from three. It's not great, but you got to. What worries me is the fact that like Terry Taylor was averaging like 33 and 14 in the yeah. G League, and he was having a hard time getting minutes. Uh, Kendall Brown still only 19. He doesn't turn 20 until May. So he's still super young, but will he ever get that opportunity? I'm not sure if it'll be this season. I hope it happens at some point. All right, Pachi. So we are halfway done. We got nine players left of the 17. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we will come back and finish the second half of this Stock Up, Stock Down. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, Fachi, we're back. O'Shea Brissett, number 12, is next. What do you got for O'Shea? Love me some O'Shea, but it's got to be stocked down. I'm getting worried because I think he's now probably out of the rotation looking in. Uh, has not made many appearances lately. They just traded for Jordan Noir. We already knew how thin this team was on wings. You add a guy like Jordan, who they're talking about, he's going to have a big opportunity to play this season. But what does that mean for O'Shea going into a con? You know, in a contract year heading towards free agency the writing on the wall ain't great yeah they like they like O'Shea I think they could bring him back in the offseason it wouldn't surprise me if they did they got the cap space to do it they can pay him if they didn't yeah I mean wouldn't surprise me it depends on who they draft what they do in the the trade market free agency market because if there's no playing time for him is he really going to want to be here but you know uh pretty good friends with Tyrese Halliburton O'Shea Brissett is so you know, maybe Tyrese wants to have him around and maybe that matters. You know, I think O'Shea's a very likable guy, but yeah, I'm going to go stock down as well. It's just like when you fall out of the rotation, uh, it's just hard to do. And he's not been shooting the ball particularly well either. So, you know, O'Shea, unfortunately, is a stock down, but, you know, somebody that might have replaced him in the rotation for now, Foch, is Jordan Awara. He's number 13. He's next on our list. Are you giving him a stock up or a stock down? Give him an automatic stock up. Just Automatic? Automatic? I'll tell you why. Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. Exactly. All that. All the thumbs. Look, the new guy in town. He he's he's, you know, the the new flavor of like, oh wow, I want to see what this guy can do. He's still young enough. We know he can shoot. He's got he's got a great build. I I'm excited to see him play. And you know what? If he does struggle at times, I'm still all right with it. He's under contract for next year, and right around four million dollars. Good opportunity for the Pacers to roll the dice on someone that still has more potential so yeah. i'm gonna give him stock up yeah he's been he's been pretty excited about talking about playing for the pacers so you know in his first game he got out there was pretty active you know didn't shoot a great percentage but he still got some points on the board and caused a steal and, and did some nice things so yeah we'll give jordan awara a stock up as well now 
James Johnson, number 16, he is back with the team. I had the funniest encounter at work on Wednesday. Someone's like, hey, man, James Johnson, you think he's going to be good for the Pacers? I'm like, he's been with them all year except the last game. They're like, oh, I didn't realize that. And I said, well, now you know how his impact's going to be felt on the court. I said, but he's a great locker room guy. They can't stop raving about him. So I'll just jump you here, Foch. I, I think he's got to be stock up just for the simple fact that he got waived, got brought back. So he's making more money now than he was before because he's getting paid for the contract they waived him from, plus his new contract. So he's getting, you know, two vet minimum contracts now that he's getting paid. Plus, he got to sit with Tyrese Halliburton's father during that game he didn't play. So, no, he's he's the OG, man. He's the OG vet. Got to give him a stock up. No, I'm going to give him a stock up because, look, if he wasn't making that big of an impact, the Pacers would not have brought him back. Yeah, They would have looked to just sign some young guy that they could take a flyer on. But, like, I felt like they they knew, hey, you know what? He's made an impact here, and we we could use him. And and that says a lot because Mm – you and I were banging the table for years to be Pacers need to bring in a, a veteran, someone that like that earned that, you know, that's earned the respect around the league and players could, could follow and be a professional. James Johnson has brought that to the table here. So we don't need to see on court production from him to say he's making an impact. Totally agree. Let's move on. Isaiah Jackson, the human pogo stick stock up or stock down. This is a tough one. It, it really is a tough one. I, I I'm a, I'm usually a positive guy. Try and look on the bright side. Got to say stock down because it, it's been inconsistent for him. And I, I had big plans for Ajax this year. I really did. It feels like he's suffering from an inconsistent role at times. Looks really good at times. Barely has an opportunity on the court. I wish I could say stock up. I mean, the two games that he's played recently, I thought he's looked pretty good. That fourth yep. quarter that he had, he had a really nice fourth quarter against the Suns when they were getting beat. It's tough because when he's played, he's shown that he belongs mm-hmm. on the floor. But for some reason, Carl Osmond choosing Tice over him. So I'm going to go ahead and give him a stock up just because I like what I've seen from him. But it's it's not really his fault. The opportunity is not there. It's it's more Carlisle's fault, in my opinion. And I'm hoping that things really do start to change in terms of how many minutes are given, you know, uh, to the to the young guys versus the vets down the stretch, I, I, I'm sure Miles will probably miss a few more games, the last third of the season. But I'm going to go ahead and give Isaiah a stock up, just so you know, you went stock down, I'll go stock up. We can sure. kind of be right there in the middle. One quick thing I want to say on that is like maybe part of the bad taste in my mouth is like, man, I, I thought Isaiah Jackson was going to be someone who takes that leap in year two. Now, part of it always of, takes longer for big guys, though. It, it does. Part of it's out of control. But I'm now looking at his stats. Oh, it's like an identical mirror. Look, It's like a mirror looking into last year. Mm. So last year he averaged 15 minutes per game. This year, 15 and a half. Field goal attempts, 5.7 last year. This year, 4.7 attempts. Ooh. Field goal percentage, 56% last year. This year, 57%. Uh, points per game, last year, 8.3, 7 this year. Rebounds last year, 4.1. This year, 4. He's like it blocks 1.4 last year, this year 1.5. He's within basically one of everything. Yeah, how many games did he play last year? 36. So what's he at this year? 44. So he's played eight more games already this year. So that's a good sign. He's yeah, he's he's played eight more games. He scored uh nine more points. Yeah, not very many. Three point attempts. He's actually uh in in uh eight more appearances. He's taken four less threes. So that three-point yeah. shot that we thought maybe would develop, mm-hmm. it hasn't been there. 
No, it hasn't. Um, he's an interesting candidate, though. I, I, I do like him moving forward still. Would still not, would not trade him. Uh, we got about five players left here, Fachi. So let's go kind of quicker here. Aaron Neesmith, number 23. Stock up. I'll tell you why. So uh, in January, Neesmith went through some struggles. Yeah. It, it was really rough. Um, February, he's bounced back. I got the numbers right over here. After an abysmal January, in February, Neesmith's averaging 11.6 points per game on 45% shooting and 42% from three. Mm. He's kind of alternated hot and cold months. But in the month of February, he scored a career-high 24 points and was actually one of the bright spots against Utah when he had 19 points on four or five shooting from three. Yeah. So I think that his consistency, it's got to be there. But when he's on, like I've said, he is just uh, a good X factor for this team. Yeah, he's a jelly to Tyrese Halliburton's peanut butter because those two go together well. I think Aaron Neesmith without Tyrese Halliburton is a totally different player. And we know that Neesmith, I think Quinn Buckner brought this up, if he does not see the ball go in early, it is a long night for him, and he'll continue to shoot. But if he sees the first one go in, he's going to be good. So I think overall, like you said, he's been a really nice uh, bright spot this year for the Pacers. Don't know if he's a long-term starter. I've said that before. I'm going to say it again. Think of him more as an energy guy off the bench that can really, you know, fill the gap for some of those minutes when you have foul trouble, that kind of thing. But I'm going to go stock up as well. Another guy that I'm going to probably go stock up for is Buddy Heald, number 24. Just the fact that he didn't get traded, he's still a starter for this team. He still leads the NBA in three-point three-pointers made. Um, he's been really good, Fachi. I think that he's had some bad games here and there. I didn't play great against the Jazz, obviously, but I still believe Buddy Heald's a uh, a really good player, and I, I think he's got to be stock up. This is a tough one for me. I, I I could go stock down. I could. I'll tell you why. Look, December, his numbers weren't realistic. They were off the charts. Yeah. 19 points per game, 51% shooting, 51.5% from three. Uh, now, we move into 2023, where you could say, you know, life without Halliburton a bit. Uh, his numbers yeah. are 16.5 points on 43% shooting and still a stellar 41% shooting from three on nine attempts. So the volume is yeah. still there. But here's one thing I noticed. After scoring in single digits just four times from October to December, he scored in single digits four times in January alone. Interjection, interjection. They played the Grizzlies twice. The Grizzlies defend him better than anybody. Yep. Number two, he was getting the best defender from every team when Halliburton was out. So it wasn't like, you know, he was drawing the second best defender or the third best defender. No, he was getting the best defender when Halliburton was out on the perimeter, and I think that that was teams trying to eliminate what he does because he was shooting so well. So yeah. it's still a knock against him because he yeah. couldn't break free from him, but still, I mean, it's just different when you're going up against tougher talent without a setup guy. Of course. So I'm going to say stock in the middle. I won't say stock Stock down, in the middle. <laughs> but I'm not, saying, I'm not saying stock up. All right. It's understandable because we talked about recently how Halliburton and Buddy – that duo has the, the second most assists in the league. So if he doesn't have Tyrese Halliburton, of course he's not going to be buddy heel to the full extent. So yeah, I'll remain stock in the middle. All right. At least Pacers buddy <laughs> with yeah. that being said, but all right. Number 25, Jalen. You haven't seen me in a while. I'm sitting on the bench forever. Smith stock down. Fachi's pretty easy. It's stock down. This is unfortunately stock dead. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's it's bankrupt. This man I, is buried alive. I know. It's it's tough right now. I feel for him. Dick Jalen Smith, he's already a quiet guy. Look, he's not someone who's going to be posting all over social media or doing any of these 
interviews, but he's got to be feeling it. I mean, he is, he's not getting out there much. He has not graded well in, in really any category this year. Nope. And I, I think that he's someone that might regret signing that contract to come back to Indiana. And that yeah. hurts to say, because we thought this was going to be a turning point of us in free agency that we got a guy that chose us over others, especially when we heard there's more money involved. Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, Rick Carlisle really um, has to have a good relationship with Jalen where he can do this because Rick was the main recruiter to get Jalen to come back. Multiple dinners with his family, and, you know, he always felt like this was the place to go, and then all of a sudden, boom, just out of the nowhere, just <laughs> DNP coach's decision. So feel bad for Jalen Smith, but the man that's really buried him on the bench. Everything's nice with Daniel Tice, number 27. What do you think? Stock up, stock down. Here's the thing. You don't want to say it, but it's stock up. It's stock up because it can only go up. He didn't play in like the first 55 years of the year. He was just in sweatpants. So I feel like at this point, it's got to be stock up. But Tice has now become the guy, for right or wrong, that people just see his name, that their blood's starting to boil a little bit. What is he doing getting that starter? What is he doing playing 20 minutes? And I understand because he's taken away from Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson. Tice didn't need 13 shots in 22 minutes against Utah. That's too much Tice. Yeah. But at this point, it's it's got to be stock up because at least he's on the court compared to just being in sweatpants making money. Yep, I agree. Stock up because he's at least getting the rotational minutes and he's, for now, out. He's you know he's ousted Jalen and Isaiah from that rotation. So last one here. Double, triple, number 33, the man in the middle. Turner's block makes some noise for your guy. Miles Turner, Pachi, stock up, stock down. Stock up, stock up. Now, Really? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I was about to say, what? So, look, I mean, look at this. Turner was one of the few Pacers that thrived when when Hal Burton was out. And that's something that was tough. I really feel like Turner and, and TJ McConnell were the only players that looked good when Hal Burton was out. But from January to now, so in 2023, Miles Turner is averaging 19 points per game on eight and a half rebounds and 52% from mm. the field. His three-point percentage has fallen at 1.42% to now, you know, it's just about 35% from, you know, in 2023. Um, but his blocks have also increased and the man signed a team-friendly extension, which even if his production had dropped off a bit, you earn major points with Pacer Nation on that one. Yeah, $58 million contract extension over two years. I mean, it's got to be a stock up for the guy just with the contract alone. So, you know, uh, survived the trade deadline once again, got a new extension, got some nice money, and now he's a full-time starter for the Pacers, and he's looking great in that role, Pachi. So that's going to wrap up the players. I'm going to do one more for you. It's a bonus one. Oh, Rick Carlisle, stock up, stock down. Lately, I'm going stock down because there's been some – there's been some questionable decisions out there. I mean, there really is. I, I just don't know what Jalen Smith could have done to be this far in the doghouse. We've seen Matherin be, you know, have have a bit of a short leash. And at, at times, I mean, Chris Duarte just not being out there, period, it, it's it's tough. Um, I understand that if I don't want to say he's playing to win every game, but you know, we gotta prioritize the development of the youth for the remaining 23 or so games in the regular season. So I'm going stock down for now. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they've been 16 and 
eight or 16 losses out of 18 games in a row, you know, before the Bulls game, that's just terrible. So, yeah, he's not been doing a great job, in my opinion. Now, if he's doing a tank job for the Pacers, and he's doing great. So, if, if, at that point. if your team tanked, then it's got to be stocked through the roof. Mm-hmm. If your team development, what is he doing with their young guys, it's got to be stocked to the ground. So, I, I feel like overall, Carlisle's been great for this team. Yeah, There's been some things I haven't liked. I don't like that he buried Terry Taylor in the rotation. Never saw him again. Uh, didn't make a lot of sense to me. So, you know, going to miss TT. I thought he was a good player. Um, you know, the rotations have just been weird. Matherin, you know, that was one game. I'm not too worried about it. A couple games, stretch, whatever. Overall, I'm going to say, like you said earlier, probably stock in the middle. You know, it's hard to say completely down, but it's hard to say. I'm, I'm happy with what he's doing. No, I mean, I think some people that are like <laughs> frustrated with him have every right to be so. It's it's a tough one, but yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say stock in the middle. Use my cop out like you did earlier for yours. Stock in the middle, but with that being said, Fachi, that's gonna wrap it up for our stock up, stock down podcast. Let the people know where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you could find us on Twitter at setting the pace three. You could find Alex on Twitter at Alice Golden NBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F A C C I. You could find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, go to YouTube.com slash Setting the Pace, a Pacers podcast, and subscribe to our channel. Let us know what you think in the comments section. We'd love to hear from you. But, Fachi, if you're excited for this week off of Pacers basketball to get them rejuvenated, then hit me with those three words. Let's go, Pacers! Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast, sweeping every team.